What's going on YouTube land? So, uh, real quick announcement, I wanted to pop on live. This video, as the title implies, is going to be five mistakes to avoid when flirting with women. However, you might have noticed that I'm obviously doing this as a live stream. The reason why is because I'm actually traveling to Toronto, Canada, first time I'm ever going, ever going to Canada uh, on Thursday, and so I'm gonna be out of town on Friday, so it's gonna be hard for, to stick to that Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, as well as we're transitioning editors. So in this weird week that we have where I'm traveling and we're transitioning to a new video editor, I'm just gonna go live on Monday, and then on Thursday I'm gonna go live again. So we're gonna do two live streams this week for you guys who are tuned into the upload schedule, and then next week we will hop back on to the regular Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. So, like I said, in this video, because it's live, we can interact, we can talk back and forth, but like I said, I already have five mistakes to avoid when flirting with women, and we're gonna go over those in this video. So, uh, also before I get started, as we're going through this content, also notice that I have other people in my apartment because we are live, so my girlfriend might walk in at any moment, just so you know, and I also have James who is my right-hand man in as far as like the back end of all the business side of raw dating advice, so we he might walk into the room as well. So if you see a random Asian man or a random woman walking around in the background, that's what's happening. So, um, <laughs> he's laughing in the background. Um, so, first mistake. You probably already saw this one, all right? And, and here's what I want you guys to understand when I'm going through these five mistakes to avoid when flirting with women, is that in general, obviously there's differences between men and women when it comes to flirting and seduction and whatnot, but a good litmus test or a good just like, you know, how you know you're on the right track is if I'm teaching you something that's working to attract a girl, obviously it's because deep down, human nature, we respond to things that um, other people want. So social proof, this is why testimonials, every business, every book, every book has a testimonial along with it, right? It's the same thing in your dating life. When a girl can see that other women want you, that's like a testimonial for you. So that's social proof. That's one trigger of human nature. Another trigger of human nature, urgency, scarcity, right? Part of other women wanting you is that there's a scarce supply of you, meaning that if you only have so many time, so much time to dedicate to going on a date with a girl or hanging out with her, and you got 10 women taking up your time, there's a little bit of urgency and scarcity there. So one good book for you to understand the core weapons of influence is what we call them, is um, the literally it's called the book Influence, and his name is Robert Cialdini. But if you really look at everything that we teach as far as what works to attract women, and more importantly, what won't work to attract women, it's all gonna come down to the core weapons of influence. The reason why I tell you that is because human nature we respond to the same thing. So a lot of times when I tell you what will and won't work for you attracting women, a lot of times it'll be a little bit different for women attracting guys or vice versa, but it'll be, it'll be slightly different, but it'll always come back to the weapons of influence, right? So the reason why I say that is because the first mistake to avoid when, when um, flirting with women is qualifying yourself, right? And part of what I talk about a lot in this book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, as well as with a lot of my other videos about how to attract women, we talk about getting women to qualify themselves to you. And we talk about why qualifying is important. Well, when you are doing what she should be doing to you, which is qualifying herself, and you start qualifying, you're qualifying yourself to her, what you're doing is you're taking the feminine side 
of seduction. It's like the tango, right? It takes two people to tango, and if two people to tango, well obviously one person is the more dominant role in the tango. The other side is the more feminine role, the one who's getting dipped, the one who's getting spun around, right? Let her do the qualifying and let you be the one who places yourself as the prize. Therefore, she's gonna qualify herself to win over the prize. And so I talk about the seductive process a lot and I talk about attraction. So one thing you need to understand, what is qualifying and why is it important? And then let her do it. So real quick, what is qualifying? Qualifying is just basically selling yourself or trying to show this girl how awesome you are. So anytime I tell you a story about oh, I did this one awesome thing and we're just getting to know each other and we're connecting with each other. Well, if I'm telling you this story that's painting me in this fucking awesome light, why am I telling that to you in a seduction, right? We all, I talk about this uh, in conversation mastery in Legendary Game, but any seduction is the com the theme of the conversation is going to be me, you conversation. So uh, whether we're talking about phone cases, books, computers, what I'm looking forward to in the future, at the end of the day, every time we're talking, the conversation's always gonna, whatever the topic is, it's always gonna come back to how this applies to you, me, and us in the moment. And that's in a seduction, right? If you're talking to your friend, you're gonna talk about other things and you know things that you guys did in the past, but with a woman, it's me, you, and us, me, you conversation. And so when you're doing that, naturally you're gonna say things just to get the other person to view you in a more positive light. And that's what qualifying is. You're basically like at a job interview saying, I'm qualified to date you for X, Y, Z reason. Well, when you are, and the reason why this is a mistake is because guys, they go on a date and they're like, how do I show this girl that I'm the one for her? How do I show this girl that we are perfect for each other? How do I show this girl that I'm rich, well off, I, ha I work out all the time and I travel and I do all these awesome things, right? And it's kind of like the, the Tinder bio profile um, narrative to conversation. And they're putting all the things that make them look awesome in a Tinder profile and they're talking about them on a date just to get this girl to like them, okay? So let her do the qualifying. That way, when you qualify, when she qualifies you, you're framed as the prize that she's actually trying to win over because when you try to sell yourself to somebody, it's obviously because you want them to buy your product in return, right? So put yourself in a higher status position here. Get her qualifying yourself herself to you rather than you qualifying yourself to her. Rather, do what we talk about in this book. Challenge, tease, don't sell yourself, all right? So, another one. So in reality, disqualify to attract, let her qualify to you. Second mistake, and let me know if you guys like this. If you like that, if it made sense, give me some thumbs up. If I don't see any activity coming across the this, this, this screen, especially while we're live, then you know, I'm just gonna keep talking until you guys get the fucking point, all right? So, second mistake to avoid when flirting with girls. And this could be the first time you meet her or a first date situation, or heck, if you've been already dating this girl, then if you notice that you're making these mistakes, stop making those mistakes because if you can stop making them as soon as possible, that's when you're gonna start spiking a lot more sexual tension, which is gonna obviously give you more of the power in this relationship. She's gonna chase you, and rather than when you finally do end up with her, and it's not gonna feel like you pulled one over on her and you you landed that girl and you finally got that next notch on your bedpost, it's gonna feel like a win-win. You got the girl you wanted, and she feels like she won because she got you as well. Remember, it takes two to tango. So the second mistake to avoid is showing too much interest to early. And this kind of relates to the number one thing because 
if you're going in for a job interview, right, and you really want that job, well, what is the job interviewer going to do to you? He's going to ask you, what are your qualifications for this job? Why do you want this job? Why do you think you'd be a good fit for this job? Same thing when you're qualifying a girl. But when you're, when you're showing too much interest too early, that's like the employer saying, you know what? I already like you. I fucking love you. I don't know anything about you, but you look cool, right? You, you, you're, you got a pair of tits and a pulse, so I like you right? And so that's like being too sold too early or showing too much interest too early. And even like when she's qualifying herself to you, if she feels like she got it really easily without having to qualify herself, without having to work for it, then it's kind of like I say, hey man, do you want this phone case? I'm going to give it to you for, for free. You're going to be like, uh, I mean, it's a nice phone case, but not really, right? There's no urgency. There's no scarcity. There's no reason why. So when you show too much interest too early, you're basically showing all your cards. You're saying, I'm not the prize here because you didn't have to work that hard for me, right? And you're basically taking out all the obstacles. And you're like the guy confessing his feelings to a girl that maybe he had one conversation with, all right? Don't be showing too much interest too early, AKA, how does this translate to the next time you're on a date? Well, this is like trying to connect with a girl too early. When you connect with her and you relate on her on that level, with her on that level, and if you do qualify yourself to her or like you tell her about awesome things you have going on in your life, you're doing it after her, after she's already invested into you and you're almost using it as a reward for her investing into you first. You know what I mean? So when you do that in that way, not only are you leading the conversation, but you're also, again, setting yourself as the prize here. So don't connect with a girl too early. Rather, again, disqualify her, tease her, challenge her, ask her why she thinks she's a good fit for you. Literally, you could do that. You could be like, you know what? I'm curious. Why do you think you'd be a good fit for us to continue talking? I mean, if you do it in a playful way, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want as long as it comes through with the right tonality. And if I ask that to a random girl who I just met at a bar, right, she could take it in a very playful way, especially if I've been setting the right tone of the conversation, especially if I've been the one qualifying her this whole time. You know what? What makes you think you'd be a good fit to come meet my family? You know what? I'm not quite sold on you yet. This is good banter here. Imagine me saying that to a girl one minute after we met for, for the first time, right? It's a good role play. It's fun. It's teasing. And that's what flirting is, right? If you're not having fun doing a lot of this stuff, you're doing it wrong, man. I'm having fun here. And when I go out talking to girls, I just get in this flow zone, man. And I, I enjoy teasing them. I enjoy busting their chops for stuff. I enjoy giving them shit because it's fun and because normally if you're doing it right, she's not getting offended and she's actually, this is actually amplifying the sexual tension. And I talk a lot about how to do that in this book, right? If you, by the way, let me know who here watching this video right now has this book already because one of the, a lot of, one of the things I'm noticing as I go through my YouTube comments is that my best testimonials for this book literally come from viewers who watch the videos and they're like, guys, get the book. It's amazing. Guys, I got this book. It's fucking amazing. Here's one thing I can say about this book. Jared, one thing I can say, Jared, thank you for the thumbs up, man. One thing I can say about this book, which not a lot of books can say is that everybody who gets the book and at least reads a few pages that I've spoken to and followed up with loves it. The only people who refund or don't like the book are the people who don't actually read the damn thing in the first place. Because you know, I'm biased, obviously, because I wrote the dang thing, but literally, what more could you ask for in a book about how to attract women? It's literally, you know, a normal-sized book, but imagine this, 107 proven ways to create sexual tension and conversation when you're talking to girls, meaning that literally every page is like two page, like every chapter is like two pages long, right? This is actually a long chapter. So, which handshake are you? One page, 
or two pages, three pages, with pictures, bro. All right, porcupine response, one and a half pages. All right, look, easy to read, like Jared said, and it's just like short, concise, to the point, no fluff. I mean, that's the best sales page that I can give you for the book. So if you don't already have it, click the link in the description. So let's get to the number three mistake to avoid when flirting with women. All right, so not showing enough interest too soon. This is the exact opposite of, you know, doing the opposite of framing yourself as a prize and being too sold on her too early, right? When you're rewarding her by, tr by trying to connect with her too early, it's like, okay, this guy wants to have sex with me and he doesn't even know me. He, I, he like I did nothing to contribute to this tango, all right? It was a one-person tango, and nobody wants to be in a one-person tango. It takes two people to tango. So this is the exact opposite, right? You gotta find that sweet spot, because obviously you don't wanna show too much interest too early, because then you're giving her, showing her all your cards too early, right? And honestly, if this, like, if this is the first time you're meeting a girl, just because she's hot, you shouldn't already wanna sleep with her. You don't know if she has an STD or not. You don't know if she's the crazy cat lady until you get to talk to her. I shit you not, there's this one time, I was talking to a girl and uh, man, she was, I met her at a bar and it was my buddy was visiting and it was in Scottsdale. We were at a place called Dakota. Love Dakota. If you ever go to Scottsdale, Dakota is the spot to go. Um, I meet this girl on the dance floor. She's wearing a basketball jersey. I think it's Michael Jordan. So she's already starting off on the right foot because I love me some Michael Jordan as well as Kobe. And, um, and I remember I started talking to her. I just introduced her to my friend and she was actually like really cute. I introduced her to my friend who was in, in town from out of town. They started talking and I literally like leave, right? And this is, if you wanna talk about things that spark attraction, what does that frame me as when I'm the one saying, hey, random girl who I just met, I want you to meet my buddy over here. And by the way, after I introduce you to, I'm gonna leave. What do you think that does? I'm the scarce resource now, even though I'm the one who introduced her. And I'm also a valuable resource because I just introduced her to a high value guy. Right? And so I introduce her, I leave. I remember I came back like 10 minutes later after going to the bathroom. Remember, it's a club, it takes like 10 minutes just to go take a piss. And so come back and this girl literally is all over me. And I shit you not, 30 minutes later, we leave, right? Too soon, too early, don't know nothing about her. We leave, we go to another bar, and at that point, it was like during the prime of me going out before I started grinding on the business. Um, and I was just like, it, it was very systematic, right? And I go out, and within 30 minutes, and we were already back in my place. And I remember, right as we're about to do the deed, you know, I found out not only is she um, a virgin, she's 21, so she's young, she's a virgin, and she, uh, let's just say she wasn't very cleaned up down there, all right? It looked like nobody had ever touched that thing with a razor ever, okay? So, this is what I'm saying. Don't be too sold on women too early. But the exact opposite, the third mistake to avoid, is not showing enough to interest to soon enough, right? So this is like the guy who gets friend zoned because he spends all this time connecting with the girl, showing her how perfect they are for each other, showing her why they, they are soulmates, right? And he's connecting with her over time and he's building up all this ammunition. And then one day he's gonna make his grand fucking reveal and he's gonna do it with a big romantic gesture. And he's gonna say, I love you, I want you, we're meant to be together, can't you see? And he sings her a song. And he busts out the fucking, the fucking guitar and he's like playing the fucking the banjo or some shit. That's like confessing your feelings to a girl after she's been friends with you for a year. Is not showing enough interest soon enough, right? So again, 
one extreme, you're showing, you're being too sold on her too early. Not saying you can't go home with chicks on the same night and meet them, but I just say you gotta make her work for that stuff. You gotta make her qualify for that stuff. And at the same time, don't qualify yourself unless it's as a way to reward her. Just kind of recapping everything we've talked about in this video. But also, when you don't show enough interest too soon, that's where you get into the phase where you're the guy who gets chronically friend zoned by the women that you're interested because interested in because when you first meet her, you're not doing any of this stuff. There's zero sexual tension there because when you show interest to a person of the opposite sex, a little bit of tension is gonna be there. A little bit of underlying tension. It's like this, un, this underlying elephant in the room kind of tension, you know what I'm saying? And so that needs to be there. Tension is the building block to attraction because tension is like the direct link to a woman's emotions. And how do women make decisions? How do women decide if they're gonna go home with a guy or not? how they feel in the moment based on their emotions. So that's why tension is a building block to getting her attracted, but when you don't show enough interest or soon enough, man, there's no, there's no tension there. She thought you were just her friend and you might as well have been a dickless Kendall virgin who was also gay, right? You're just her gay best friend, right? If there's no sexual tension, if she doesn't know you're interested, and you can show interest in a lot of ways, right? I think guys get this confused because they think, man, if I'm not supposed to show enough, show too much interest too early, then how do I show interest when I'm talking to girls? And let me know if you're thinking that right now, because I'd be thinking that if I was watching this video. The way you do it is either one directly saying, I fucking think you're cute. Let's see where this goes. Let's hang out at 2.30 to see if this goes beyond a surface level because I'll be honest, uh, I'm kind of picky on who I let into my life. I'm not quite sold on you yet. First off, I don't even know if you like cats or dogs because if, you have, if you're a cat person, probably not gonna work out, right? You can disqualify them in playful ways. You can qualify them in playful ways and you can do that as a way to lighten the mood after you tell her, you know, I like you, I find you attractive. You can do that. You can compliment girls, right? But on the flip side, you don't want to be the guy who's the dickless gay best friend because until there's any sexual tension in the, in the conversation, in the interaction between you two, then you might as well be, okay? Uh, so let's move on to mistake number four, to avoid when flirting with girls. And honestly, guys, this is a live stream, so I know I'm teaching in this video, but if you guys ever at some point have a question or want to contribute to what I'm saying, leave the comment. They show on the screen. I'll see them. I'll see them in real time. This is your time to shine on this video that's going to live on my channel for forever, so no pressure or anything. Anyways, mistake number four to avoid when flirting with women. Wanting her, waiting for her to make the conversation interesting. All right, waiting for her to make the conversation interesting. How many times, I want an actual vote with the comments and whatnot. Let me know if this has ever happened to you where maybe you go and approach a girl for the first time. You talk to her, she's interested in the fact that you approached her, and maybe the conversation starts off good in the first five to 10 seconds, right? But then a minute in, you kind of run out of things to say, and she's just kind of like, um, okay, what's happening? And you're like, all right, well, um, it was good talking to you, and you walk away. Has that ever happened to you? Or on the flip side, maybe you go up and approach her, you talk to her, you banter with her, you're teasing her, there's some tension there, she's laughing, she's giggling, and she's into it. But then three minutes later, for some reason, all that high of the laughter and the banter and the challenging and the teasing and the disqualifying kind of just fizzles out. And for whatever reason, after three to five minutes of that, she fucking leaves, right? And it's kind of like, oh, okay, good talking to you, or her friend pulls her away. Why does that happen? 
is because you're waiting for her to lead the conversation down to a place where seduction can actually occur. All right, now I'll actually make a video about this. I have one of these videos planned for one of the next uh, week or two, but I'm gonna talk about the seductive process and the five steps, the five checkpoints that go into the seductive process. If some of you guys watched my video about texting women last week, you, you, you heard me talk about this briefly in like 30 seconds, right? And so Jared said, I get option two a lot. Yeah, so that's, most guys who are just starting out will get option one. Most guys who have been at this for a few months or maybe even a year, they'll get option two a lot, all right? It's very common. Um, and I went through that a lot myself. The only reason I know a lot of this stuff, one guy asked, made a comment, he's like, how do you get all these golden nuggets of wisdom? Dude, the golden, what is wisdom? Wisdom is being wise. Who is wise? Normally it's older people or experienced people, right? I couldn't teach you a lot of the stuff that I teach you had I not gone out for many, many years, very seriously. I dropped out of dental school to do this so I could be here and teaching you, all right? I said, all right, I could be a doctor, guaranteed six-figure income, if you're average, right? I'm not average. Obviously, I'm way above average. You know, raw dating advice, we're way above average. People can't compete with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> James is in the background going, yeah, yeah. This is the type of shit we talk about every day, me and James, right? Just part of the, the perks of being on the team of raw dating advice. Anyways, turn down, guaranteed six-figure income, being the doctor for starting a YouTube channel that had zero subscribers, all right? And now, I'm running out of student loan money. And now, I'm burning the boats because I gotta make this business work. And so, you know, ever since dropping out of dental school, not only was my game already good for me to say I wanna be a dating coach, but my game got way better, right? And what I mean is like going out, teaching, coaching, four, five years, we've been at this for, since 2014, all right? We've been doing this for a while. So there's a lot of wisdom that comes through failure, that comes through just experiencing every fucking scenario over and over and over again so many times to where you know that scenario is gonna happen. So how do I know that's gonna happen to you? How do I know most of the people watching this are gonna fit into one of those two categories? Because dude, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, I was you, I was you. I'm just 10 steps, 20 steps, 30 steps ahead of you and that's why, you know, that's how any of us learn. It's through the lessons and the wisdom of people who have been where we already want to go. You know what I'm saying? So, wanting her to make the conversation uh, interesting. The only reason that happens to you, one of those two situations where the conversation fizzles out right after you approach her, or the conversation fizzles out after a few minutes of high charge banter, it only happens because you're not leading this to a, down the road of seduction, down the straight line path of seduction, through the five checkpoints of seduction. What are they? All right, real quick. Attention, she, got to, she has to know you exist before you can seduce her. Next, attraction. Before anything else happens, there's gotta be tension in the interaction because that's where the attraction is built off of is how much tension's in the interaction. And obviously, like we just said with mistakes two and three, it's not like you want too much tension, showing too much interest too early, or not enough tension, you gotta stay somewhere in between the lines, right? And this just takes wisdom and practice, understanding where is this girl's lines? What's her sweet spot? Because when you know how to not push her too far, then you're always able to tiptoe the line of never overcrossing it. Does that make sense? If it makes sense, let me know in the comments or give me a thumbs up. A thumbs up would be amazing. It actually helps the video get more views. So if you like this content, give me some thumbs up, man. It helps the YouTube algorithm show this to even more people so that way raw dating advice can make an even bigger impact, all right? It's a team here and this is why you guys are the team because 
I can stand up here and talk to a camera all fucking day, but if you guys don't get any value from it, or if you don't uh, actually implement it or take action on it, then the influence that we make as raw dating advice, it doesn't ripple out. But when this is a teamwork and we fucking take massive action and we support each other and we help each other grow and we don't put our ego into it, right? Then we make a ripple effect across the globe. You know what I'm saying? So waiting for her to make the conversation early. This is like, when, if you're approaching a girl in a non-social environment where she's not even expecting to get approached, like forget the nightclub, if you approach her on the street or at a grocery store, you should, you should always want to carry the conversation for the first minute or two until she kind of breaks out of that shell because most people, if they're in a very anti-social mode, which is kind of like logic mode, not expecting to get guys hitting on them, that's kind of where they are. They're in an anti-social mode. So you gotta give them a little bit of time to break out of that shell. Whereas if this is in a bar or a nightclub, if you're not leading the conversation down the road of seduction, right? Again, attention, attraction, what's after that? Connection, so she gets to know, like, and trust you on top of the, of the attraction and sexual attention. Isolation, obviously she's not gonna have sex with you in the middle of the bar, right? You gotta get her behind closed doors in some form of isolation, and there's different forms of isolation, but you gotta get some form of isolation. And then fifth, escalation. That's kind of just happening the whole time, right? But if you experience any of those situations that we talked about, it's because you're not good at leading this down when those things need to be led. This is why I call them like the five windows of opportunity. A window of opportunity is literally a window that when the time is right to go through, you'll start to see the signs of this. And then you lead it down when you start to see the signs that, okay, now I know she's attracted. Now we need to build some rapport, some know, like, and trust with each other. Okay, now we know, like, and trust each other and there's some sexual tension. So I gotta lead this somewhere where something can actually happen from here. Or if I can't do that, then I'll get her phone number, right? And you gotta know the basics of the seductive process. That way you know, am I moving this forward or not? And am I moving it forward fast enough or not? Because if you don't have a good feel for this, which not only comes from from knowing the fucking knowledge, but also implementing it and getting that wisdom yourself, then what's gonna happen is the conversation is gonna fizzle out. And at the end of the day, even if she bantered with you for a little bit, she's not gonna remember you. She's not gonna sleep with you. You're still going home alone at the end of the night. You're still only um, getting sexually pleased with your fucking hand with Jill, J-I-L-L, Jill, good old Jill, right? You need to know the seductive process. You need to know, know how to create tension when there isn't enough of it. And you also need to know how to kill tension when there's too much of it, right? So that brings me to the fifth mistake to avoid when flirting with women. And by the way, we're 26 minutes in. I feel like this, man, I love live streams. I learned the other day that my personality type when I take the Myers-Briggs is ENFP. And the P part of ENFP, the personality type, means that I am not the type of person who is doing, who would do good if everything was scripted out for me. Like I could not make a video on YouTube if I was reading from a script or memorizing a script. However, some people need a script. They need things to be planned out. They need to have checklists and fucking, they plan out every minute of their day. I'm not that person, right? So I feel like sometimes the biggest impact that we have with my videos or when I'm going live and off the cuff, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you guys. That's my way of saying thank you guys for tuning in for the live stream. And if you guys like this, give it a thumbs up. If there's any impact to you at all, give it a thumbs up because it actually helps us reach more people and make a bigger impact if you know what I'm saying. So that brings me to the fifth and final mistake to avoid when flirting with women. And that is taking anything she says or does or doesn't do 
to personally. Anything, any way that she affects you at all, positively or negatively, you shouldn't take it too personally, right? One, why you should be a man on your path. We'll come back to this one. But two, listen to this. I've noticed that in my probably last de decade of working on myself and improving myself and getting good at game and getting good with women, I've realized that I go through cycles, right? When I'm going through a hot streak where I sleep with three girls in a day and I have a roster of like 10 women and then I like the high, that's like a high of the hot streak, but it's a cycle because when you're at that fucking point, you start to get a big head. You start to think, man, I'm God's gift to game. Nobody can touch me. Every girl wants me. And those are good thoughts to think about yourself. But at the same time, when you get that big on yourself, the universe always finds a way to humble you. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, every fucking time you have a big, big high, at some point, you're gonna go through a big, big low. The bigger the high, the bigger the low. The smaller the high, the smaller the low. Right? And so your goal should be to make sure that you're aware of these cycles and aware of, am I getting too high on myself or am I, you know, not giving myself enough credit? Cause there are two extremes to this, right? And you want to be able to kind of ride this wave and almost like control it to where you're not getting huge highs met with huge and long lows, but you're kind of like even keeled. And if you can kind of stay even keeled, I'm just doing the hand wave. I, I made a bet with myself that before the end of the week, I would do the hand wave on a YouTube video. So yeah, here we go. So um, you're doing like this and rather than big highs and big lows that are extended, you're doing small highs, small lows, small highs, small lows. But over time, you still notice that the you're, it, you're going up over time rather than up, down, up, down. Does that make sense? All right. So when you take anything she says or does too seriously, uh, the best way I can teach you this is related to an example, personal example, wisdom here. One of the key moments that made me realize I needed to improve myself almost a decade ago was when this girl that I really fucking liked, like this is the second girl in a row. I really liked her and I confessed my feelings for her. But when she kind of could tell that I was way more sold on her than she was sold on me. And it was one of those situations where I confessed the feelings way after we had been friends. Um, I remember one of our routines was every time we would hang out, whether it was just us two or with a group of people, we would give each other a hug and then we'd part ways, right? We wouldn't even kiss, we'd just hug, right? Good to see you and we'd part ways, right? I remember one time, kind of after uh, I, I had, um, kind of after I had, she had known how I felt, one time, go to give her the hug and she's already 10 steps walking the other way, not even looking back at me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I didn't give her a hug. What happened? Does she not like me? And I was like, kind of left feeling like what the, what the, the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? No hug. <sighs> and then I just freak out. And then you just kind of like think, man, what, what, what's wrong? Did, did I do something to offend her? Right? And that's very extreme, right? And then you lay awake at night, you losing hours of sleep and you're like, maybe I gotta do an even bigger romantic gesture. Maybe I gotta write her a love letter. And then you take everything she does and says so personally that you think it all somehow relates to her feelings about you. When in reality, remember, women and how they feel and how they act in the moment, it's like the tides of the water. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low, sometimes it's in, sometimes it's out. 
but you got to understand that emotions, that's just the nature of emotions. And you as a man, she wants you to be in control of your emotions, right? Then this is very heavily based off of the masculine and feminine energy. And um, if you want to read more about this, get David Data's book, The Way of the Superior Man. But you know, he kind of says that women, they're like the tides of the water, their emotions and how they act and how they respond in the moment. But if you're the fucking rock and she's the tide, well, you're, you're unshakable, right? And eventually she just wants to find a man who's not going to be affected by her emotional, emotional waves, but he's going to be grounded in his own fucking emotions and knows what he wants. And he's a man on his purpose. And because he's a man on his purpose, he's unfucking movable with her fucking emotions, right? And so when a girl doesn't fucking hug you, you're not going to give a crap because you got more important stuff to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So even if she likes you, don't get too high on that. If she has sex with you, don't get too high on that. Don't be too sold on her, right? It's a wave and you're constantly, right? It's a never ending tango. It's a never ending dance. You're never gonna let her know that you're 100% sold on you. But maybe when you first start dating, you first start hanging out with her, she's like, you're 70% sold on her. So maybe you can go home with her. And then you start to see her on a regular basis. And now you guys are kind of like consistently dating and it's a thing. And now you're 80% sold on her, but you know, you're not 100%. You're not ready to get down on one knee and propose to her tomorrow. But over time, she's slowly winning you over. And again, when this is kind of your mentality to the whole seductive process and the whole dating process to where she's slowly winning you over, even though it's over time, it's a dance, it's a constant tango. And here's the secret, right? Here's the secret. If you want a really good, successful, long-term relationship and you never want the tension to die, you gotta always be framing yourself as this prize who's not 100% sold on her, right? You can be married to her for 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, and she still believes, this guy's still only 98% sold on me, right? And why is that? How do you get to that point? You get to that point by being the guy who can develop so much abundance in your life and build up your game so well to where you know that for whatever reason, if this didn't work out today and she broke up with you or God forbid something happened to where you guys could no longer date, right? If that happened, mentally she has to believe that you would still be just as good without her. She has to somehow believe on some level that if this didn't work out, tomorrow you could go out and get another girl just as hot, if not hotter than her. Because if she can't see that and you don't frame yourself as a prize ever, there's not gonna be much tension there. She's not gonna stay attracted to you. And that right there is how I'm gonna wrap up this video, the five mistakes to avoid when flirting with women. I think we covered a lot and we probably definitely got way more than you bargained for with this video. So if you liked it, Give me a thumbs up on the video. It helps us reach more people. If you're not already subscribed to the Raw Dating Advice family, hit that subscribe button. Also, turn on that notification bell. That way you get noticed, notified every time we uh, post a new video or a week like this week where maybe it's a little bit weird to where we're transitioning to a new editor. I'm traveling at the end of the week, so rather than uploading on Monday, Wednesday, Friday like normal, this week I'm gonna go live on Monday tonight and Thursday, so a live video just like this, and I believe on Thursday, we are gonna do the video, Seven Signs She Secretly Digs You, updated for 2019 and 2020. If you wanna see that video, make sure you subscribe and you, you have your notifications turned on. That way you'll know when we go live on Thursday for the seven signs she secretly digs you, updated for 2019. So that said, I'm gonna get out of here, man. If you haven't already, grab this book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. It's 100% free. Just click the link in the description or go to howtogetthegirlnow.com and we'll literally, I'll ship a book like this to you 
anywhere in the world. It's free, right? So I've literally paid out of my pocket to have these books pre-printed. So in a warehouse, we have 500 books sitting there. And so all you gotta do is pay for the cost of taking the book off the shelf and shipping it to your door. That's it, so shipping and handling. So it's a free book and uh, I'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace out.